know, normally we play, we play his theme song, but he's yeah. heard it so much, yeah. so we thought we'd change direction. Ladies and gentlemen, Ted DiBiase, a.k.a. the Million Dollar Man, was once again an icon walking amongst uh, today's wrestling heroes at WrestleMania 34 last weekend, so we thought we'd touch base with our very good friend, WWE Hall of Fame professional wrestler, the Million Dollar Man, Mr. Ted DiBiase. Sir, how are you today? Hey, Dre, it's great to great to be on the on the line with you. And, uh, hey, man, you made me hungry. I like some of that ice cream you were just talking about. I'm telling you, man, that's some good ice cream, buddy. You know, if you had that back in the yeah. day, you would have you would have actually beat Macho Man Randy Savage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't remind me. <laughs> the Million Pound Man. <laughs> No, that was who he had in the by the ringside. That was Andre, the French ice cream giant. Oh yes, yeah, okay. yeah. You're delicious. So Andre, Andre's documentary. He's been out on HBO, and it's uh, it's really inspiring. I mean, uh, uh, Andre was a great friend, and um, I, you know, I got to spend a lot of time with him. Of course, you know, back in that day, and, and, and the history of Andre's uh, drinking is well, his drinking is that he 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 drank primarily to ease a lot of pain he was in, hmm. especially in the years that I was with him because of, because of his condition. So so where, what, his, pain, his pain was as a result of what? Well, I mean, it's a great big long name. The thing that made him a giant, you know, like his uh, pituitary gland or whatever, his, his, his growth hormone, his internal organs never stopped growing. And there's a great big long name for it, what, what that's called, but... Uh, Unless they can arrest it, it, it eventually kills you, and you know you will live to be but about fifty years old. And I think Andre was like forty-seven or eight when he died. Okay, all right. Wow, that is tough. Um, Ted, where are you right now today? I know you're doing something today. What are you doing? Well, well, you know, plans have changed. Uh, I, I, I had a cancellation, which allowed me to stay home and uh, go with my wife to celebrate my mother-in-law's eightieth birthday. Wow, well, I'm sorry, your so plans I'm, got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my mother-in-law is a sweetie, so I'm I'm, I'm very okay happy to be here. And okay. we're out in the country. We're out in the Mississippi country. All right, all right. Looking for them coon hounds and chitlins and I don't know I don't, what's it, what is a chitlin anyway. Do you know? I don't even know what that is, Tim. I, I have no idea. Oh. I think it's a small. Person, small really. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I think it's something to do with corn, some sort of corn. Hey, thing. Sp- speaking of documentaries, you got to check this one out. It's a documentary called "The Price of Fame: A Story of Hope, Faith, and Wrestling." The Ted DiBiase story, and it's out on DVD now in Walmart, and also on iTunes and Amazon, and I don't know everywhere. Um, is there anything you would change about that documentary, Ted? Uh, you know, I think that um, you know Pete Fierro, uh, who who did that, and uh, I guess my and my son had some. It's a great deal of input too. I mean, we uh, we included him and the family. It's like it's, I've been telling my story for a long time, but uh, this is more than just my story. It's it's like a, a family story. Uh, you know, it's like my my children are grown up now. They're married. They have their own children. And back when my wife and I went through our crisis, basically she said to me, she said, "In spite of what you've done to me, you're a great dad. I don't want to destroy that." So until these boys are old enough to understand what's happened, they don't know about it. And they didn't know about it and until they started actually hearing me share the testimony from, from the pulpit. And at the time, I, my reasoning was, you know what, if they have any more questions, they'll come and ask me. Hmm. 
And uh, so as this documentary started, uh, that's when those questions started coming because now they're they're grown men with their own children and coming to me and going, you know, God's dick, can you really, can you explain to me, uh, gosh, I, how can you do that to mom? You know, and so it was, it was tough, but it was also very therapeutic. And uh, it was, it was, it was a, a growing, growing for our own family. And I mean, it's like, a, and I told my boys, I said, there's, I can't explain to you. I said, it was never a question of my love for your mother. I said, it was, it was filling a void. It was, it was extremely selfish and I'm not that person anymore. That's so, why I go around telling the story. So how long did it take them to forgive you? Like really forgive you? Well, I mean, they, they, they I mean, they weren't, uh, they just wanted to know. I mean, they, cause they've seen their mother and I, and they know that we are very happy together. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm forgiven. Man, man. All right. Listen, I want to bring yeah. in, uh, our co-host for the day. This is the first time we've introduced her on the show because we've just been so busy. Dr. Rose Zacharias Meter. Now, with a name like that, first of all, there's a lot of respect you got to give this woman. <laughs> Doctor, first Thank of all, you. then Rose, and then a whole bunch of names like no other. Zacharias yeah. Meter. She is a host of her own show called Intersection, where real life and faith collide. Rose, this is Ted DiBiase. Hello. Hey, thank Hi, you. Yeah, it's so awesome to be here. It's so great. Did you ever want, you didn't watch hmm. wrestling, did you? No. Were you judgy like <laughs> I was? I was so judgy, right, Ted? Yeah, you're you, know, you were horrible. I, I guess I understand it and respect it as a sport. I've got respect for sports, but that just happened to not be one that I've followed. So well, it was, you know, wrestling is sports entertainment. It always has been. It's, it's, like, it's like a, it's, it's a soap opera, you know, for guys. Soap opera for guys. There you go. So I didn't, I didn't so get I have this. An excuse. I have an excuse. I'm not a guy. Yeah. And not particularly into soap operas, no stories. No. But. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, Ted, I've told you this already. I went to my first live wrestling match last year, I think. And, um, uh-huh. and then I've been to four or five more. Hmm. And here's what happens. I went in there with total judgment, looking around at the you know sort of redneck crowd or whatever, and and uh, right. you know the Comic Con kind of vibe, and and I was just sitting there with my judgy little thing happening. And next thing you know, I'm screaming at the heel. I'm I'm, I'm totally. So it draws you in. Oh it draws my you goodness. in. Okay, I'm a sucker yeah. for a good story. I love the drama. Yes. I mean, if there was really a storyline and there was maybe good guy, bad yes. guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what then the heel is, the bad I, guy. Okay. Yeah. I've got two that's, former that's, students. That's, Sorry, go ahead, Ted. That's a great, yeah, that's a great explanation. It's like, I tell everybody, it's just like going to a movie. When you go to a movie, you know when you, you, know when you sit down, it's not real. But the, if the actors are good at what they do and the story's good, they draw you into the story and they play on all your emotions. Yeah. And that's what a, that's what a good wrestling match will do. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always a there's always a villain and there's always a, a good guy and you know most of the time, of course, when you, we were doing weekly shows when we were going back to the same towns, it's less like watching you think with soap opera on TV. Yeah. They end each show with a hook. It's like, oh my gosh, I got to tune in next week to see what happens. Yep. And we would do the same thing with the, with our wrestling matches, where a story and a feud would start between two guys, the good guy and the bad guy, and the bad guy would keep winning. He'd keep doing something underhanded, and then they'd add a stipulation to the match, another stipulation to the match, and then they finally end up in a cage match or a, 
uh, you know, like a chain match where they're chained together or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> just crazy. There's all kinds of crazy things. So, but ultimately, the good guy would win. So, yeah, and, and that's what, when I saw, what was it, uh, WrestleMania four? was it you and and uh, uh, Macho Randy Savage, Macho Man Randy, I don't even know how to say his name. Anyway, yeah, that guy? Yeah, Macho Man Randy Savage. We we were the last, that, that WrestleMania was actually a tournament, and the tournament was to determine who would be the new World Wrestling Federation champion, world champion, and uh, that, and the reason that's what WrestleMania four was, was because of my character. My character earlier, Res- uh, WrestleMania three hit was Andre versus Hulk Hogan, and it was like Andre basically put Hulk Hogan over and passed the torch. Hogan became the man, and and in the process, uh, Andre becomes the bad guy. Andre had never been a bad guy, so now he's the heel. And so I come along and I tell the world, I, I can prove to you that I can buy everything, including the world title. I'm going to hire the services of Andre the Giant. He's going to beat Hulk Hogan, and he's going to sell me the belt. He's going to sell the championship to me. Of course, this is you know outrageous, right? Sure. And so uh, we did this show. First time that wrestling was on live network television in the USA since the 1950s. Saturday night main event. And uh, we underhandedly, you know, beat Hogan. They put the belt on Andre. You know, a week later, uh, Jack Tunney, who's the uh, so-called president of the WWF at the time, says, you can't have the title. You didn't win it. We can't give it back to Hogan because he technically lost. We can't put it back on Andre because he won't take it because you bought him off. So what do we do? We have a tournament to, 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 uh, to uh, crown a new champion. Oh, so, Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so Savage and I ended up being the final match in that in that. Uh, and let me tell you, kids. Let me tell you what I want to know from from uh, the Million Dollar Man here, dude. Does it hurt, or did it hurt specifically when Hulk Hogan took a folding chair and smashed you on your back? Does that actually hurt, man? It stings. It stings. It's kind of like being, you know, kind of like being hit with a with a great big fly swatter. He's like, oh, wow, man, does that sting? <laughs> uh, did, it, did it hurt real bad? Uh, you know, like, did it bruise me? No, because he hit me with the flat part of the chair on the flat of my back. And that's that's knowing your trade. That's knowing how to do something. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you, know, you ever had yeah. Have you ever had someone hit you with a chair that didn't do it right? Oh yeah. <laughs> hey man, hold on. I'm not talking about your wife. No. 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 It's oops, you know, and oops can hurt. Yeah. But, Ted, can I ask about your injuries? Like, over your years, you must have had a fractured rib or a Remember, spleen she's a doctor. injury. Spleen. I mean, yeah. I treat people in the I, emergency I, department who don't come from wrestling rings, and they have serious injuries. You put yourself there. What what sort of injuries have you sustained uh, well, and recovered from? Well, again, you, 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 train, you train for this, I mean, uh, and, and you you can condition your body to what you're putting into so things like that happen. I mean, I lost, uh, I lost a couple of teeth accidentally. It's like, you know, like I, the guy moves and I'm, I've got to go through. And I'm supposed to hit the ring post in the corner with my shoulder. 
And okay. I'm just a little off center, and I, you know, I take out one of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I'm just fascinated. And, uh, <laughs> you must, How many concussions have you sustained? I mean, in this well, day know, and age, it. people no, talk no, about head injuries, it. kids in sport. I mean, this is my bread and butter, no. and I. You must have yeah. hit your head once. Well, or now twice. here's the thing. You know, it's like, for example, like being hit on the head with a chair. Anytime you see a guy hit on the head with a chair, or any guy that's doing it the right way as that chair's coming down at the last minute he throws his arm up so actually the chair hits your arm and your arm hits your head okay take the, the bump as if the chair hits you so it's more uh, acting our guys who have stood out stood out there and take uh, taking a head and then uh, taking a head shot with the flat of a chair and you know i, I didn't need to you know i didn't have any concussions i had the only concussion i ever had was playing college college football okay and uh, but in wrestling i never had a concussion now uh, i wore out my knees i've had both of my knees uh, totally replaced um wow. and now and i had two yeah. discs uh removed from my neck uh two and discs removed from your neck two discs taken from my neck and uh, when i asked because i never had a neck injury you know in high school or college football i never had a neck injury right. in wrestling but so one night i just take the standard bump we always take 20 times a night from my feet to my back. And this pain shoots down both my arms. Well, when I go to the doctor to talk about it, he said he said that that pain that shot down your arms was nerve pain because sure. you've got two herniated discs in your neck. And I said, but I've never, I've never had neck injury. He said, how many times do you hit your back in, in a match? Right. I said, oh my gosh, you know, maybe 20. You know, how many nights a week? Seven. How many for how many years? Nineteen. Right. <laughs> and so he says that that's it's degenerative. And so sure. it's kinda like uh, the guy that replaced my knees. He said, You know all those old guys that are out still running those marathons? I said, Yeah. yeah. He said, That's my retirement money. Because <laughs> they're because they're wearing the cartilage out in their knees. And yeah. uh, eventually, you know, it wears out. You gotta either oh, get gosh. a new or have you dealt with some chronic pain issues? Uh, you know, only when I call him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you said it. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. But the the pain's in a different part of the body. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. um, Uh, Listen, what I want to do, I want to surprise you with a little something here, Ted. Uh, I've got a friend of mine that I grew up with, and uh, he's a kind of a wrestling nerd, okay? And... He knows statistics and all sorts of things. So we're going to get a friend of mine. His name is Andy Walton, and he is uh, kind of one of those wrestling trivia nerds. I grew up, I, dude. I went from kindergarten to grade seven with this guy. Andy, you're uh, you're with us right now, yeah? I'm here. How are you, Drew? I'm well, Andy. This is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. Have you guys ever spoken before, Andy? I think we have uh, back so. in the day. So uh, Andy used to co-host co-host the show every once in a while. Ted, oh, okay. uh, this is okay. uh, this is my friend Andy Walton. Andy, is it fair to say you are a wrestling nerd? A wrestling nerd, more of a wrestling historian, and certainly not a wrestling ignoramus like you do. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that's one way to win over Ted. Thank you very much. Um so, uh, Andy, I brought him on because we're going to play a little game with you, uh, Ted. Uh, this game is, you know, around the world, everyone knows this game. I'm sure it, maybe it's copyrighted, and I'll get a letter from a lawyer soon. But we're going to call it Stump the Chump. And, Ted, because you were such a heel, you are the chump. 
Okay, Ted? <laughs> okay. All right. On the show. All right. So Andy has three questions he's going to ask you about back in the day. The wrestling nerdishness is going to come out of my friend Andy Walton. Tim, let's have a little game show music, if you don't mind. Wow, that's loud. Well, that's really loud, Tim. Really maybe, maybe loud. No music. Yeah. Let's just... Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's Stump the Jump here with Ted DiBiase and Andy Walton, childhood friend Andy Walton. What is your first question for the chump? Ted, first off, it's a pleasure speaking to you. Here's my question. In the early 80s, just after you left the WWE or WWF at the first time, you probably remember the fabulous Freebirds who attacked you in the GCW studios and administered four pile drivers on you on the concrete floor. Do you remember this? Nerd. <laughs> oh, yes, of course I do. An angle so vicious, many in the studio audience where it could be seen crying. And uh, when we asked about injuries, did you actually get hurt in that uh, in that little scenario? Uh, no. It was total show business. Wow. That's great. Oh, my I mean, goodness. I actually, I'm glad I to actually, hear it. <laughs> I actually went to an Atlanta hospital by ambulance, and I stayed in that hospital for four days. That's what kind of an actor the million-dollar man was. Are you kidding? You, can, stumped, you convinced the doctors, the doctors you had an injury? You stumped yeah. the doctors You stumped the doctors. Wow. Stumped the doctors, yeah. Oh, my God. So, finally, they, they, I said, I can't explain it, but my neck is hurting, my, my neck is hurting, my neck is hurting. And they were, and it's like, if I want to stay in the hospital four days, it's well, give me the pain pills. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? my goodness. So, you know, I, and, and no addiction, and I wasn't into any of that stuff. Okay. But, uh, no, after four days, they said, I'm sorry, we can't, you know, uh, we can't, we can't find anything. And I said, well, you know, it's, it's, it's starting to get a little better. <laughs> you know, Ted, you, I think you've actually um, influenced me to change some of the ways I ask questions. When I get a patient next time offloaded from an ambulance. You're going to say, are you faking it? Yeah. <laughs> Did you just go from, like, WrestleMania? Am I supposed to take you seriously? The paramedics think you've got, you know, five fractured ribs and a broken spleen, but... Tell me, tell me if you're a wrestler. Too funny. Oh, here's, here's the question after, the oh. thing that the paramedics didn't get was, because what, what, the way we did this thing, I had actually drawn blood out of my arm and, and put the blood into a small balloon. What? And I carried that in my, math, my, in my mouth during the match. And then when they pile-drive me on the floor, I just chewed on that balloon until ah. it broke. So when the EMT show up, I've got blood coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Oh, my. You know what? Uh, our emergency department's a little too busy for the... Yeah, we don't, have time. <laughs> we don't have time for balloon blood. I do. I do have a question, though, True. All right, Andy, what is your question for the chump? The actual question. I'm sure he can name the three main members of the Freebirds, but in the early 90s, they added an unofficial fourth member, and they had a manager, Road Boss. Who were those two? I'm a, you know what? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I, you know, beautiful. Uh, I beautiful. know that uh, you know Terry Gordy and Michael Hayes were the original Freebirds, and uh, uh, they. Uh, gosh, I know the the guy that they added. He's Canadian, and I, I, I know him like I can see his face. And I, but I, right now I can't think of his name to save my life. Yeah, it was Jean Chrétien. Uh, no, no, it was no. Uh, well, Buddy Buddy Roberts was the third one, but the fourth one was a guy by the name of Jimmy Jack Garvin. Wow, you are and, uh, such a yeah. nerd. And their manager yeah. was a guy by the name of Big Daddy Dink, otherwise known as Sir, Sir Oliver Humperdink. 
Seriously? All right. That's question number one. Question number two, Andy? Okay. So, Ted, in the early 90s, you were spending time with Erwin R. Scheister and the Tag Team Money Incorporated. I'm sure you recall that. Right? At the same time, WCW, the rival to WWF, introduced a character by the name of the Shockmaster in a terribly blown introductory segment. Do you remember that, or did you hear about that? Uh, no, because I was so busy working for my company, I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't really like, watch or care about what the other company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nerd. Okay, what's the question? Well, the question was who played the Shockmaster, and he was I a WWE no character as well. No, jeez. I figured these would all be slam dunks. No. Dude, you have to understand <laughs> that no one has this kind of nerdy information in their cranium other than you. Nobody. The Shockmaster was played by Fred Ottman, otherwise known as Tugboat from the WWF. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, Andy, can I make a suggestion to you, my childhood friend? Can you yes. just change uh, medication or get a new therapist or get a hobby that involves something? I have a hobby. <laughs> Drew, honestly, Drew, uh, I mean, uh, this happens to me all the time because there are fans, and, and, and uh, God bless the fans, I mean, because they, they know more or they remember more about my my career than I do. And, and the thing is, it's like, for me, I mean, it was it was my job. Yeah, there, you know, there are like special events that I remember and things like that. But a lot of that stuff is a blur because it was night after night after night after night. It was it's like you remember everything you did, you know, at work. You know, no. uh, you know, go back fifteen years. God, yeah. I can't remember some of the no. things I did yesterday. No. But in terms of wrestling matches and events and things like that, no, it's like. Uh, uh, I, I don't remember half that stuff. Well, blur. well, listen. One last question, Drew, and okay. it's an Andre the Giant question. Okay, go for it. With the theme. How about that? Go for it. So back in the 86, then, Ted, uh, if you recall, your president there, Jack Tunney, suspended Andre for not showing up for a match with King Kong Bundy and John Studd. He later reappeared wearing a mask uh, in a big uh, three-person tag team. Do you remember his new new name? Well, I don't because that was in '86, and I hadn't come on on board with the company yet. Yeah, I came on board with the company in '87. Yeah, uh, and and so I, I I remember I actually remember watching the documentary and, and seeing seeing the deal with the mask, but I don't remember the character. Was a, a tag team of the machines, and he was known as the Giant Machine. Um, Andy, Andy. Yeah. Uh, what it, really I want, this is what I want to know right now from my good friend Andy Walton, kindergarten to grade seven together, who who we played a lot of ball hockey. What I want to know from you is how much are you going to pay me for the experience of talking to Ted freaking DiBiase? <laughs> because everybody's got a prize. Yeah, exactly. yes, <laughs> there right. it is. And well done. When you don't do the job right, you don't get paid. <laughs> Beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. That's awesome. Andy, buddy, it was Andy, good to talk to you, man. We'll catch up after the show. I'll give you a call, okay, man? All right. Thanks, uh, Drew, and thanks. Uh, great talking to you, Ted. Take care. Yeah, my pleasure, buddy. Oh, man. He is so, like, seriously, he used to get beat up in school because he's such a nerd, right? I mean, it was unbelievable. Really? Yeah. No. <laughs> but he's such a cool guy no, now. Well, you know, I could almost told you before we started that I'd go over three, so. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. No, I get well, it. I totally oh, yeah. get it, man. I do. Now, listen, I want to do. I want to do one more quick thing. This is so fun. I, you know, we've never done this. You've been on my show a bunch of times. We've never done this kind of stuff. But I want to go from super nerd Andy Walton. I want to do a, a a quick call. Once it rings, put it right to the uh, right to the line. Okay. This is to a huge wrestling fan, and she loves you. Okay, so we're gonna surprise this lady. She loves you. No trivia, no goofiness. We're gonna surprise her. Okay, ready? If she picks up. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Hi. Good. Made it home safe. I couldn't text you. I was just getting in and organized. Okay. Well, listen. I I I have a quick question to ask. You know, I'm doing my show right now, right? Right. Do you know we have a guest on our show? Uh, his name is. Um, uh, oh, uh, hold on. Uh, Fifty. No, he's a wrestler. Stink! I can't remember his name. Re- uh, mil- million Dollar Man. What's? Do you remember his name? Million Dollar Man. Rick Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. Right, right, right. Do you do you know much about him at all? Like, do you remember? Was because you've watched wrestling for most of your life. Do you know anything about I, him? Um, just that he used to throw money around when he came into the rink, and he was full of himself in a funny way. Like that was his shtick, you know. Yeah, but he, he was he was arrogant though, right? Yeah, arrogant. Oh, yeah, arrogant. But I'm, I'm still sure it was his, his shtick. Not, like, I don't know about yeah. anything real, because yeah. all we saw was the shtick. But yeah. yeah, I threw money at people. And and what was, what was the, the name of his sidekick uh, that he had? Do you remember the... the do you remember, was it Vir, Virgil or something like that? Does that ring a bell? Oh, Virgil sounds right. Yeah. Go, yeah, Google Ted DiBiase's sidekick. Okay, actually, what I should do is just ask Ted DiBiase. Ted, what was the name of your sidekick? His name was Virgil. Okay. Oh, oh, you got it right there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and young ladies, you have to remember, everybody's got a price. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. Oh, Ted DiBiase on the phone with my good friend, Lynn Vandenberg. Lynn, you are a wrestling freak. You are the one that got me out to go to this amateur wrestling stuff. That's right. And That's I, right. And I oh, wanted so you. I said nice things about him. It was just a shtick. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I wanted you to speak to the one and only Million Dollar Man. Um, awesome. You know, uh, back in the day, I mean, you really grew up watching all of this stuff all the time. Give me some names that you remember of other wrestlers. Oh, Lynn. my gosh. Ravishing Rick Rude. He was the, the one for me to watch. And Jake the Snake Roberts. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> Sweet Daddy CK. Randy Macho Man Savage. Oh, yeah. Holding Elizabeth on, on his shoulder. I remember all of that. Listen Warrior. to her. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> well, well t- you know, talk about the Million Dollar Man and his shtick. You know, the one thing that I did, because we did a lot of uh, vignettes, we did a lot of things on television to make the people hate me. And the question I get asked more than any other question one night on the, on the on television, we would do this, and I asked this little kid if he can dribble a basketball, and I tell him if he can do it 15 times without missing, I'll give you 500 bucks. He gets to oh. me, and I just stick my foot out, and the ball bounces off my foot, and I said, you know what, kid? Tough, a lesson in life at such a young age. When you don't get the job done, you don't get the money. Yeah, baby. <laughs> we rehearsed this, and he crocodile tears, though. It scared him. He ran to his mother. He couldn't have done any better. And everybody was just high fiving in, in the back of the, the, you know, backstage. And I said, "I'm glad you're all happy now. Find an armored vehicle to get my body out of the building. Kill me." And uh, but it's but but I just wanted everybody to know it was a stick. And the, and the little boy and his family they got the 500 bucks. But the 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 kicker is, 20 years later, I'm, I'm I fly into Omaha, Nebraska, I rent the car. And and this guy taps me on the shoulder. I turn around. I'm looking at his chest. 
And I look up at him, and he says, hey, Mr. DiBiase, I'm the manager here. Can I help you find a car? I said, yeah, find something that will fit both of us. And he said, I'd be happy to. And I said, oh, yeah, by the way, he says, you remember that thing you did with the kid in the basketball? <laughs> and he just had that look on his face, and I went, no. That was the kid? Says, nice. Oh, yeah. wow. He says, it's nice to see you again. I said, oh, my gosh. I said, well, obviously, you're doing pretty good for yourself. He says, you're going to really love this. He says, I went to college on a basketball scholarship. No way. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. And I said, see what I did for you, kid? <laughs> <laughs> Million Dollar Man taking the credit again. Oh, oh that's good. Oh, gosh, no. I, you know, and I got his phone number, and I lost it. And, I mean, if I could find that guy, I know the WWE would do a story on him. Oh, yeah. I know they would. Yeah. Well, maybe you could do a story on Lynn, because she's just a creepy fan. Right, Lynn? <laughs> Oh, it's just a stick. Just because I'm going tomorrow to the rec room to watch everybody there. <laughs> See? She's going to a match tomorrow. I wonder if she sees my students. i got two former students that are in the wrestling situation right yeah? now. Yeah? In the wrestling situation? Well, I, I don't know, like a wrestling school, or they've gone through that, and they're okay. starting to wrestle around the All country. Right. And yeah. Well, listen, Lynn, um, I hope <laughs> I've... You know, um, I don't know. I hope you like me for the rest of my life for yeah, doing something so amazing. About this, but that was awesome. Thanks well, Lynn, you know, I, 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 I hope you do like Drew for the rest of your life. But we both know that's tough. That's <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, go away, Lynn. Go away now. <laughs> Thanks, Lynn. Good to talk to you. Thanks, you too. Bye. Okay, bye, bye Lynn. <laughs> She's a sweetheart. She's such a great lady. That was, you just made her day, man. Thanks, Ted. I appreciate that. Oh, uh, you bet, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, listen, the documentary is called The Price of Fame, a story of hope, faith, and wrestling. The Ted DiBiase story, it's out on DVD and Walmart and iTunes and Amazon. Just real quickly, Ted, before we say goodbye, what, what did you do anything at WrestleMania 932, whatever it is now? <laughs> It was WrestleMania 34, and I was in number four, so uh, I felt old. Wow. But, uh, no, I did, you know, they uh, when we go there, they have a thing they call Fan Access, which is and it's, it's kind of like going to the Super Bowl now. It's like a four to four or five-day deal. They had it in the, in the, they set a, well, I guess they set a record. They, they beat their their uh, their attendance the last time they were in New Orleans, uh, and I think they set a new record for the, the Superdome, the building itself. That's where... Uh, it's where the New Orleans Saints play football, and then, uh, but uh, uh, I went to the Hall of Fame, and they had this thing called Fan Access, where the people can come and they can they can you know they can get autographs, they can take pictures with the guy, they can buy all kinds of merchandise, and they they have all kinds of things where you can actually go and sit and uh, commentate a match, you know, take, take you know like you're commentating one of their, one of the matches, and you know when you when you plug it in, it looks like you're part of the show, and mm. pretty cool stuff, but. I was there from Thursday through um, through Sunday and uh, got to see a lot of my old friends and uh, and had some fun. So good. good. Uh, but did what, you have any of those bags? Really, uh, of, did you have any of those bags of blood in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Any, any new bags of money either? No, 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 no new and improved ways to fake injury. You know, you know who was good no, at the no, bags no. of blood thing was Gene Simmons from Kiss. He used to do the same thing. Remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Anyway, well, here's the website, milliondollarman.com, milliondollarman.com. And again, the documentary is called The Price of Fame, a story of hope, faith, and wrestling, the Ted DiBiase story. It's out on DVD and Walmart, also iTunes and Amazon. And uh, 
He has just turned into a good friend over the years. Dude, I love talking to you. You are such a stinking riot, man. Thank you, Ted. I love you too, buddy. Thanks for the time, man. Good to meet you, right. Ted. Bye, Ted. Oh, gosh. Bye-bye. Yeah, hey, send me some Tim's coffee, would you? Oh, yeah, okay. All right. All right. Listen, I'm all sucking right, up the right. Canadians like that. Nice one. <laughs> I love you, buddy. All right. See you, man. Love you too. Bye-bye. Ted DiBiase. That was fun. He's a good guy.